Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipped wrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Smegheads, my name is Jeff Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads. The, the Red Dwarf, Dwarf Podcast. Podcast. We're getting good at this. We are getting good. <laughs> Simpatico. Um, how are you today, Daniela? I'm good. I'm not going to have a breakdown this week. You had a massive breakdown <laughs> last time. I was emotional from all the sugar. I was worried. I was loving life. I was debating, shall I cut this out of the episode? No. <laughs> People should know what's going on. My Red on. Dwarf family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so please be nice, Daniela, on uh, Twitter. Um, at Daniela one Phillips. Send her stuff. It's Christmas. Send, send, send it is nearly Christmas. Christmas. I'm very excited. What are you get me for Christmas? Um, the same as I get you every year. What's that? Nothing. That's really hard. <laughs> this is what I've got to deal with, kids. I, I don't. I don't buy presents for a lot of people. I keep it. I keep it to the core. Core people. The corp people. The corp people. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. To be honest, I, I'm. I'm like that as well just i just want to buy it for people who appreciate it therefore my niece and nephew yeah no one else really i don't have a niece and nephew but my my parents are kind of like children can you just not make me your honorary niece and nephew and just buy me no, stuff you're older than me well you should just buy me stuff anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay i got you this um i'll have a look in my handbag <laughs> <laughs> okay great Figures we are coming up with christmas this isn't quite a christmas episode no, nearly just yet. nearly yeah. um so okay so we are what, what have you been up to daniela what have or i been up to i had my uh christmas party yeah my director christmas party excellent did that yeah. go well did you make did you make a lemon of yourself no no Good. it's usually the company one that i do that oh do you that's next week yeah okay yeah that's good yeah and are you planning on um, making a fool of yourself there then? I'm not planning on it. <laughs> um, I, for various reasons, I am not going to be drinking much at the company Christmas party Interesting. this year. Yeah, I need, I, to, I need to stay relatively sober. Okay. Because I noticed you cancelled on recording this the other day and I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. And I looked on your Twitter and it was just you drinking the night before. <laughs> just loads of pictures no, of you with beers no, in your hands. No, that's not the reason I cancelled, but I'll okay. tell you the reason off, uh, off air. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I wonder what's up. I wonder no, if she's no. just beers. I, I, t- I had two beers. That was okay, not the reason okay. I cancelled. You took pictures of both of them. Um, okay, that's good. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you off that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and in the meantime, I'll just be doing my usual. F- some people out there know. Actually, you probably all know that I do like film and stuff. No, and, really? Yeah, never I talk do. about it. I do. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if we mentioned before, but we are making uh, the Dawn of the Deaf film. I know, and I'm, in, I'm going to be in it. I'm very excited. You can be a zombie. You can I be am a zombie. very excited. Um, again, can't, like, as always, can't give too much many details out about it but yeah we're making a feature film for everyone's asking because uh, it's won obviously won a bunch of awards done really well at all the film festivals so um yeah so we get a budget to make a feature when does filming start 
2018, which is around the corner. Yeah, yeah. exciting. <laughs> um, don't know the exact date and time. I'll clear my yep. schedule. It's fine. You need to just clear, clear your whole year. Yep. You yep. are very important to the, to the script. <laughs> it just starts off with, just with Where, you. Where's my, where's my trailer? Yeah. <laughs> just It just starts off with you like crawling out of like a, a bunch of zombies and starts singing. And it's a, it's a musical surrounded about you. Yeah, I love it already. It's going to be good. Um, no, yeah, so we're, we're going to make that and it's um, it's getting bigger. It's, it's almost out of control how like big it's it's getting um and it's scary because you know when so you you do something and it's just like a funny thought in your head yeah and then it just becomes reality and then it becomes something massive and then there's so many people involved with it now it's just weird exciting well i don't know yeah it's exciting yeah but it's also like i don't know it must be f- daunting yeah it must feel like when um like if you if, if you have kids and you um you, t- you see your kids go through like school and college and you let so them go. Yeah, the film is like your baby. Yeah, her yeah. baby. And like yeah. I'm letting it go out into the world um, to become something massive, I guess. I wish it all the fingers crossed. Wish it all the best. Just just yeah. write a card at Christmas. That's all I ask. Remember to call home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look out for that, guys. And also working on a TV show as well. Got a TV show in the in the pipeline. Um, it's not nothing like Red Dwarf um, because it's consistently good. Ooh, <laughs> I'm joking. Low blow, no, low blow. <laughs> no, series twelve has been bloody brilliant. It's been awesome. Besides episode three, we're gonna just ignore episode three. Yeah, I think episode three aside, this might be my favourite season. I wouldn't make fun of you if you said that. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it so much. It's it's a really good season, and this episode in particular, I just love. In fact, I'm gonna say it up now. This is my favourite episode of the season. It's mine too. Oh, excellent. Okay, wow. We're really on... We are <laughs> really so on sympathetic, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so this episode is called Skipper. Yeah. And again, wh- what did we think this we episode was We thought it about? was all to do with taking control and being captain of the ship, where yeah. it's actually something different. And I think that's quite clever. It's intentional as yes, well. Yes, very clever. Yeah, because obviously there's uh, various different uh, ways to comprehend the word skipper. And, and because Red, Red Dwarf has previously used the word skipper, to kind of talk about in, in those uh, dimension jump episodes talk about yeah. Ace Rimmer it does like to make a play on words yeah, yeah. Which, which, which is good um, and this whole episode is roughly about the fact that Crichton invents something called the quantum skipper um, and Rimmer is essentially looking for a better life out there somewhere in the universe yeah uh, using this quantum skipper we'll get onto the onto the, the deets in a second um, first of all we have the we have uh, List and Crichton doing what they've done quite a lot in this season. They've uh, gone to raid Captain Hollister's room once Obviously. again. <laughs> Jesus, they've gone to raid Captain Hollister's room again. His personal records to find out um, all the appraisals of the crew, and it's it's the kind of like thing everyone wants to see. If you're not in HR, you never get to see I like know, people's all appraisals. The good stuff. Yeah, HR seems to know everything. Yeah. Um, or if you work in management, you get to see the appraisals as well. True, but they so Captain Hollister, he his appraisals are probably only for like the main people. So it was quite confusing that he had Listers and Rimmers there. Um, but I, th- this scene was great, and it for for many reasons. The fact that um, Listers' appraisal was unusually positive. Yeah. Um, Captain Hollister said that there were a couple of good, he was, good comments in yeah, there. Yeah, said he was Lister was quite bright, but obviously he doesn't use his intelligence. But that's the thing with appraisals. You can't be brutally honest and you do try and... But I think that is honest. I think yeah, it, Lister is yeah. obviously very intelligent, but he just uses it 
in the wrong yeah. way. He could he could be so much more. Yeah. But I think and the, the appraisal is the time where you sort of focus that and you kind of try and balance out the positives and the negatives. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, so that leads us on to the fact that he absolutely slammed Rimmer. Yeah. Because <laughs> it starts off saying that uh, Rimmer has various different members of his family that are high achieving and um, went on to do amazing things. And then you've got Arnold J. Rimmer, who essentially is very annoying and um, he blames everybody else for his inadequacies. And I felt sorry for him here in this. But he knows that. And this is I a know, common trope in yeah, Red Dwarf. I felt, I felt sorry for him, though. Yeah, but you... Know, it's hard to take criticism. But, it's, but this and criticism I guess he's, is constructive. He's used, he's used to it day in, day out from the from the fellow crew members. He, but he does deserve it, do you not yes, think? Yes, but, <laughs> but this, it's like written down in paper from your, you know, the highest authority, your yeah. boss. And mm-hmm. I, I imagine that would have been hard for him to hear. I guess, but do you think he's under the illusion that he was highly thought of? Yes, he. I think he is under some sort of weird illusion that he's great. Well, like he, but Captain Hodges is correct because he said he blames his inadequacies on other people, and Rimmer's like straight away is like, well, I blame my mum for this. She (laughs) she made me like this. Um, But I also thought that this some of this scene was seemed a little bit ad libbed because you saw like you could see that the crew were having a good time because obviously this is the last episode. Yeah. So you could see like Lister... Party mode. Like the last day of school kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Because you saw Lister <laughs> going, like pointing the thing, going quite bright and like laughing and, and like just staring yeah. out. No, I liked it. I feel like they let the camera like go on for a bit too long just to see what would happen and, <laughs> and uh, Craig Charles came up with that. Um, I, no, just, it, just, it just started off the episode really in a, in a real fun way. Um, and um, basically, we get the situation from this point. We know at the start of every ep- Red Wolf episode, nothing's done by chance. There's always a Chekhov's gun situation where something is discussed in the first five minutes. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to come it's back. Taken me a few series to yeah. realise that, but yeah. But I, th- I think Doug Naylor, he literally has a bit of paper and he's going, okay. This is maybe he starts to get from here to here. Exactly. (laughs) So maybe he thinks of the ending first. Okay, I want the ending to be a lesson about this. So at the start, we have to have Lister and Rimmer discuss this piece of mythology or whatever, because this is going to be the the basis of the whole episode. But um, yeah, so you knew you kind of know straight away that the kind of um, the appraisal kind of situation is going to be um, a a main part of the episode. The fact that. Rimmer is a constant loser um and his his not accepting of his kind of the cards that he's been dealt yeah literally you see a bit later on cards being dealt that um it kind of forms the basis of the narrative of this episode so um as this is going on uh Red Dwarf is then hit by um an anomaly and again Rimmer hates people using like techno babble, like the word anomaly, even though he he's kind of guilty of it himself. You, you hear him um, do all that techno babble as well, yes. Um, which is the kind of the business speak that people kind of say in order to sound clever when they really don't know what they're talking about. I feel you get that in offices all the time. <laughs> I um, do it constantly. Do you? What, what's your what's your favourite business speak? Oh. Do you say circle back or synergy? Synergy is my worst one. I don't one. say synergy. That no, is the worst, especially if you do the hand movements of two <laughs> hands going together. Synergy. That's just the absolute worst. Um, but yeah, so we um, so we know, we know that something's happening, some weird things happening in space, and Rimmer kind of tells Craig, "You mean a weird thing? Anomaly means weird. So something weird's happening in space." 
um and what it, it what happens it's affecting everyone's reality so while uh cat and lister um are in one room quite in a room or another and how cat and list uh cat uh, and lister see this um and normally affect them is everything they decide to do the opposite happens, happens yeah um which I is think, confusing <laughs> yeah but i think this scene is so 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 good um and the writing and the editing and the direction yeah. is perfect. Yeah, Kat is brilliant. He is brilliant. He's the MVP of yeah. the scene. Because you obviously know what's going to happen, don't yeah. you? You always know Kat's yeah. not going to get it. <laughs> and so why Lister is abusing him because of this is like, okay, Kat, do this for me, do that for me. Kat's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and two then seconds later, he's He's bringing it. him a coffee, he's bringing him <laughs> breakfast, he's <laughs> making him whatever. Yeah. And it just it just can't sink into Kat, even though he kind of knows what's going on. He thinks he knows what's going on. He thinks he by saying it slowly, it, yeah. that's going to like get him out of a get him out of a hot water. Um, but I just think it's really funny. So they kind of decide um, to go and, and meet the others because they kind of figured out what's going on. But this kind of um, back and forth between them going, okay, so we need to get the lift. So we have to say that we want to take the stairs. Um, but then, and then you see Cat go over and press the lift button to go down, and then they end up <laughs> on the stairs. And this is repeated again and again. Yeah. And it, almo- it almost goes on for too long just to kind of like emphasize the comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I absolutely love. I absolutely love this. I love it when a joke is taken almost too far to that, the limit. Yeah, yeah. And then pushed past just so it's almost awkward for the audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got it. I absolutely love it. Got it. But this kind of joke you see in a lot of British sitcoms yes. and American sitcoms. You see someone say for instance i've got down here um you see things in like um only fools and horses where you see ronnie going uh oh you know i'm scared of hang gliding dell uh you'll never get me doing it cuts to cut to ronnie on hang glider screaming um it just (laughs) (laughs) that happens in like all you get in last summer wine like oh you're never gonna get me going downhill in that bath cut to compo in that bath going down that hill (laughs) at at 80 miles per hour it just i mean it's just a classic comedy yeah yeah uh, the thing is it works every time i think it's really funny (laughs) even now just thinking about about this scene yeah it was good hilarious um yeah so they finally kind of get their act together and they slowly make their way down uh to where the others are um where, where Crichton and and Rimmer are um and Crichton basically admits that it, it's his fault he caused the anomaly because he was trying to repair a, a device that they salvaged called the quantum skipper yeah which is the skipper from the title and what this quantum skipper is is a very convenient device uh for narrative and it basically allows the user to go to different realities than what they're currently in to see different versions of themselves but you only don't see you don't only see different versions of yourself you actually live that life you jump into their body and at this point i was like oh a quantum leap episode and started singing the theme song it's quantum leap but instead of leaping into other people sometimes famous you you're leaping into like the oswald you almost got the theme song right Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm quite sad that your mouth's healed now. <laughs> um but yeah, we've got the um we, we do I mean it is very quantum leap, besides the fact that you, they're jumping into themselves at different in different realities. And this is the 
perfect kind of way to have an amazing episode throughout different realities yeah because the last time we kind of saw them jump through different realities is that we saw parallel universe um we saw another reality in season like seven where kachansky's still around um i guess in out of time we see an older version of them yeah. but i mean that's that's in the future but that's this is great this is some great jumping it is and we'll, we'll go through the things that he jumps into okay Should, yeah might as well just do it now basically yeah so um but actually before we do yes i want to talk about multiverses are you you're aware of the concept of multiverses right no well they're kind of half explained in this episode so multiverses every action you do um is played out and every action you don't do is played out in an alternative okay. universe yeah. so every single action is played out every option is played out so there's like sliding in- doors exactly there's infinite universes out there yeah. um and one thing you do can change the entire universe so effectively if they wanted to they could they they could be traveling forever that could be its own spin-off show just people traveling through alternative universes mm-hmm. um they're all they kind of know that te- technology don't like the crew of red dwarf it never turns out well for the crew of red dwarf it and if i was in red dwarf them. if someone went okay here's a machine we should try out i'd be like no don't try out this machine i mean leave I know, alone yeah, step back exactly <laughs> you've, you've got the machines on board they can give you free food and free drink just hang out enjoy with them. it and they can talk, yeah. 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 Hang out with that. Hang out with talking to But I guess the episodes would be quite boring. It would, yeah. it would. So you're right. So, um, but the others kind of like take their own advice. They're just like, mm, we're going to give this a miss. But Rimmer's like, um, I'm not happy with my life here. As we found out from the start of this episode, he's known as a loser in this universe. So he wants to go somewhere where he's not considered a loser and he's willing to leave the, the crew. Yeah. yeah. He's willing to leave the crew. Which is, you know, fair. Yeah. And I like his, uh, do you remember what his leaving speech was? Yes. To the crew? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing? Well, it was something like... Uh, <laughs> you don't remember. No, I know it was very short. It was yeah. just, he just said, you know... I don't want to swear. I don't want to swear. Wasn't I know, but it was something like that, and I can't remember. No, it was just see ya. See ya. That yeah. was it. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> oh. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, he wants to leave the guys. I mean, he he he's not he's not liked by the crew. Cat's really happy to see him go. Everyone else is happy to see the back of him. Yeah. So there's not really too much fanfare. Um, Crichton explains to him that the um the skipper, quantum skipper, had he just pressed the button and he skipped to the next dimension sorry the next universe but it takes time to charge up that's the one thing so so remember that for, for what, what i'm about to describe okay so, so he, he presses the button he disappears um he uh then appears straight away in a corridor yep he's on red dwarf and he's like oh um, i'm still on red dwarf that didn't work um and he walks past the monitor and who's on the monitor Holly. Yep, Holly played by Norman Lovett. Right. Cue rapturous audience applause. Right. You know the game Atmosphere? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it right there. We're looking yeah. at it, yeah. Okay, so this reminded me of the Atmosphere game, <laughs> like towards the end. <laughs> yes, my gatekeeper. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they start off relatively like normal and then they start deteriorating as oh the game God. goes on. It was kind of like we hadn't seen Holly for a while. Oh my God. Are you saying <laughs> Holly is the gatekeeper from Atmosphere? It, he'd gotten older and it seemed that it was quite far along in the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots fired at Norman Lovett. 
Yeah, I mean, he did look old. But I mean, <laughs> now that I've said that, yeah. do you not? Do you and I mean, I guess computer programs shouldn't get old, but I mean, he did look old. <laughs> but I mean, I just love to see him. I mean, it did look, he did look like the, the end, five, last five minutes on uh, <laughs> atmosphere. Uh, atmosphere. Well, you're desperately trying to finish the game yeah. before you, you like die. Or a nightmare, you know, when you yeah. start off um, as your full face and then slowly it peels back to yeah. see a skeleton. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> we see we're happy to see Norman Lovett yes, back on we screen are looking well looking, looking, <laughs> looking good um, but he's still got that same great deadpan delivery yeah um, all these lines were really funny and then we obviously get the um, allusion to the first episode of Red Dwarf again we get the great scene where he's explaining to Rimmer what's happened and Rimmer's like okay so the cadmium 2 leak radiation leak didn't happen everyone's alive and uh holly's like um nobody's dead nobody's dead arnold it's like what what how about lister nobody's dead lister <laughs> kachansky nobody's dead list um rimmer um i just think it's really really good actually he didn't say rimmer, it's arnold to to parry the fact that he said dave in, in the first episode um but it's just really good i mean i know all of these kind of the last couple of episodes have touched upon classic red dwarf and, but this uh, is a real throwback yeah, yeah. and this it just feels really it just feels really good um because obviously in the very last scene of the previous episode we saw a snippet um, that harks back to episode one and so does this one so it was, yeah. it was really nice a really nice touch um and it was great just to see that back and forth and uh, put in rumor in that situation as well um but um just before we go further into that yeah i was wanted to talk about multiverses okay. so i wanted to have a bit more of a, a a bit of a deep dive into multiverses um so i looked up um Basically, it's a, a 2003 New York Times opinion piece called A Brief History of Multiverses by author and cosmologist Paul Davis. Um, and this is what he thinks about multiverses. Okay. Um, he, he's not a fan, and okay. I, I'm not a fan of it either. So it's so. critical. Yeah. So this is what he says. For a start, how is the existence of the other universes to be tested? To be sure, all cosmologists... To be sure. <laughs> That's very sure. Irish. To be sure, all cosmologists, except that there are some... I'm not going to get the Irish accent. To be sure... <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> all cosmologists, except cosmologists, except... What is... I thought a cosmologist was someone who like did makeup and stuff. Cosmetic college i don't know anyway the author and cosmologist paul davis said um all cosmologists accept that there are some regions of the universe that lie beyond the reach of our telescopes but somewhere on the slippery slope between that and the idea that there are an infinite number of universes credibility reaches a limit as one slips down that slope more and more must be accepted on faith and less and less is open to scientific verification extreme multiverse explanations are therefore reminiscent of theological discussions Mm. indeed invoking an that's inf- a good point yeah indeed invoking an infinity of unseen universes to explain the unusual features of the one we do see is just as ad hoc as invoking an unseen creator the multiverse theory may be dressed up in scientific language but in essence it requires the same leap of faith yeah and I that think explains that's it. true yeah. yeah it's exactly what I think about most things it's a real leap of faith to believe we can never we can never with conventional technology that we have now we can never prove, prove it prove it and i think let's not complicate things let's just like keep, keep it, simple. it simple exactly yeah. so anyway so um he, he so rimmer is in this uh universe where parallel universe where the crew didn't die but as soon as um he kind of 
almost come to terms with it then holly announces that unfortunately there is a cadmium 2 <laughs> leak um the radiation Uh-oh. is sweeping through the ship so what does rimmer do he knows how lister survived he survived by going to stasis so he runs to a stasis booth uh, or runs to the um uh, evacuation um pod, pod. Um, and there he we find the brilliant captain hollister himself yeah. Um, played by Mac McDonald. And before we go into what he does in this episode, oh let's deep dive God. into what he's been doing no. since Red Dwarf on our little game called Deep Dive on IMDb. I need to have a catchy theme song for this. So Mac McDonald, um, we've discussed before that he was in um, Alien, the original film, um, and he was born in 1949. So he's got a long history of films and TV shows um, in front of him. Yeah, but he's American. You've got to help me out here, Jared. Well, actually, he wasn't. Sorry, he wasn't aliens. Um, well, okay. So you can name some. F- I'll name Cheers. Wow. Okay. He was he in Cheers? Let's have a look. <laughs> he was not in oh. Cheers. I want to give you a little bit of a, he- okay. a heads up. I'll tell you some of the films he's been in um, first. I'm not going to get any of the films. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you a heads up. He he's been in some great amazing films his first his first film was rollerball great sci-fi 70s film then he was in star wars episode five the empire strikes back um as a rebel pilot he was in top secret which is a great comedy he was in the amazing film electric dreams uh he was in death wish three the best death wish because it's set in brixton um he was in it, you have a death wish if you go to brixton well, well d- that's very harsh that's <laughs> very harsh daniela um he was in superman 4 the quest for peace and obviously that was a canon film um which meant it was awful um he was in nightbreed he was in hardware he was in memphis bell he's been in some amazing amazing films but then he did all that he went on to tv and besides red dwarf he did a lot of British TV. Okay. Um, playing the American. Okay. So I want you to pick three British TV shows he's been in. I'll give you a clue. It's mostly in the eighties and nineties. What channel? Uh, Channel Four, BBC One, um, ITV's done everything. Oh. Oh, it's never in the story three, Return to Fantasia as well. Okay. Um, I haven't got a clue. Name, name some British TV shows. The Bill. Was he in The Bill? Dun, 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 dun. No, he wasn't. Two more two more chances. Name one thing he's been in. British TV shows. Chef. <laughs> Chef with Lenny Henry? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know where that came from. Do you know from. what? What? You can't believe how close you are, but no, you're very close. <laughs> He's been in something else with Lenny Henry. What's the name of the show? What's the name of the show? Say it. I, d- I don't know. Come on, have a guess. I don't know. Have a guess what, what the name of the show would be if it stars him. Le- the Lenny Henry Show. Correct. Yeah! In 1985, <laughs> he was in the Lenny Henry show for Woo! episode four of series two, 1985. Amazing. I can't believe you got that. <laughs> okay. I, know, I just thought Lenny Henry. <laughs> Some of the other things that Mac McDonald has Channeling. been in since uh, since that. He has been in, he was in Bat- the film Batman as a goon. 
Um, and the goon's name was Mac McDonald's, coincidentally. He was in Pat Labor, the movie, which is a great Japanese uh, anime. Um, he was in the other TV shows he's been in. Jeeves and Worcester. Remember that? He was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He was in Lovejoy. He was in Oh, Lovejoy. Yep. He was in The Tomorrow People, which was great. He was in French and Saunders, a ton of episodes. Um, he was in something that someone else has been in the other day Mike and Angelo oh I used to love Mike and Angelo of course he played he was a classic character Cactus Bully from the 1996 episode The Larkswood Kid please go back and watch The Larkswood Kid it's awesome he was also in The Fifth Element as a flying cop Um, I'm going to say a couple more because he's been in tons of great stuff (laughs) he was in The 51st Day as Mr. Davidson 2001 he was in Black Books as an American War Enthusiast in 2004 he was in Little Britain a couple of episodes he was in The Descent Part 2 he was in Wrong Turn 3 oh my god he was in he's been in everything he has been in everything apart from The Bill besides the bill and obviously he was in it's been in a ton of episodes of red dwarf and we'll see a lot more of him in series seven um of red dwarf too good news which is great i love my mcdonald's he's great um so what how we see him in this episode is he's a coward and he's escaping in that escape pod yeah he's not unfortunately not opening the door for rimmer he is uh, trying to get away from red dwarf and rimmer has a conversation with him i thought captain was meant to go down with the ship and mac mcdonald's like eh, eh, see you later a good captain good captain because he's, <laughs> he's not, not a good captain, captain. Uh, but unfortunately for him the escape pod is stuck so he does in fact fry with the rest of the crew yeah um, and before the somehow room is faster than light and manages to press the button, it's charged up enough for him to escape and he escapes uh, to the next um, universe or parallel universe, shall I say. Um, and uh, we see him going through um, multiple weird realities, uh, such as there's one of the ways underwater. Yeah. Which I can't work out what series of things would have happened yeah. for them to be underwater in space. My favourite one that he goes through is the one where they're all like druids. Stand around here like sa- sacrificial. I, love that. Yeah. I was like, yes, I want to see, see this that play episode. Out. I want to see that episode. It reminded, reminded me of like a series five episode or something. Um, and but then we then we also see him. The one that it concentrates on is the one where he finds Alista, who's somehow very similar to himself. He has a wire collection. When I saw that, I was like, Daniela's going to like this. <laughs> Someone who collects different types of wires, coaxial cables, and all that kind of things. In my mind, that's something that you'd be into. I'm not into that. You're not into that. I'm no. Not into that. You like people who collect things, no? <laughs> I, like a, I thought you're very Rimmer-like. Do you, what do you collect? I don't collect anything. You don't collect anything. No. Episodes of of um, I collect um, friends. Oh, that's cool. Nice. <laughs> um, not Pokemon. Um, Got and catch them all. Yeah. So we we go into uh, this reality and we see um, Lister. But I was always a little bit suspect of the fact that Lister was into the same things as him. I was I was always thinking something's going to be wrong here because mm-hmm. Rimmer's never going to always get his way. So um, Rimmer's like, oh well, I really liked our Rimmer, but okay, fair enough. Uh, it's good to meet you. Um, and but Rimmer's loving it. He's r- loving the situation. They all sit down to have a meal, <laughs> and then in the, he's waiting for Cat to turn up, and instead of Cat, we get rats. Rat. <laughs> Um, and this rat is basically sits down and Rimmer is like who's this guy and he's like oh it's 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 rat but it's an actual rat it's not a person that's <laughs> mutated in from a rat which just really a, was weird it's just a six foot rat and it, 
and the thing is, like, I think another costume was meant to be stupid, but I think it looked pretty good. I I would have stayed there. Rat didn't put me off. Yeah, but just yeah. I just thought the rat was the funniest thing ever. I just thought the it, way he moved. Yeah, it's just the fact that that <laughs> I the just rat, did a rat impression. Yeah, but he came fully formed. It wasn't like I know they explained the fact that instead of a cat, um, Frankenstein, uh, Lister yeah. brought board a rat, and that's what evolved yeah. into this rat person. And not only that, there was no like uh, cat arcs that that made everyone disappear all the rats are downstairs taking over the ship being yeah. big massive six foot rats being weird but he he reminded me of um um david s pumpkins oh because he's I'm just david pumpkins the, the reason why he reminded <laughs> david pumpkins is because he, he's, he's come as a fully formed character where we're expected to know this this yeah, rat's backstory the, yeah that's true and yeah, it's just the, like the we should already know who rat is yeah. I'm um, David pumpkins. <laughs> so this rat um, it's brilliant, and I want a I want a rat spinoff, and maybe a, a rat with a talkie toaster. I'd watch it. I would watch it. Yeah, but that rat's obviously played by because you can see him dancing, and inside the rat costume is it's Danny John Gilles. Yeah, um, and I just I'd, I I love this scene. I think it's really funny, um, and uh, yeah, I want to see more. I want to see more of this universe. Are you okay, Daniel? I found another hair in my microphone. <laughs> 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 okay well maybe my podcast uh put your mic down your trousers it's gonna go on hiatus after this <laughs> i'm getting some disinfectant for this <laughs> microphone next time i use it um so but basically um i didn't expect much from this episode but i absolutely loved this whole scene um and, I, and almost this rat was <laughs> was worth the entire episode itself <laughs> um so yeah this that doesn't that's not the end of it though yeah. Uh, we uh, see other uh, universes. So uh, Rimmer just can't handle this one. So he, he presses the button again. And if you notice, there's no recharge time anymore for for this uh, quantum skipper. He get he gets to a, he gets to a universe. He doesn't like, like it. it. Within seconds, yeah, he just he presses it, yeah. and the thing's recharged. Yeah. So what was that whole thing? What Crying told him about? I thought it was going to be some at least some artificial stakes where it's going to be in a situation where he's about to die. So he has to press it. Um, when it's charged he can press it whenever he wants Um, which is which is fine I mean it's probably it's good comedy because he uses it obviously to go nope (laughs) it's it's probably like an an editing situation Um, but yeah so they managed to go on to a uh, another Red Dwarf reality and in this particular one um Everything seems really cool. Yeah. Everything looks like series it's all one. Coming Red up Millhouse. Yeah. Come coming come at Rimmer. So and if you notice like Rimmer's in his styled in his like series one kind of like costume, the all the sets look like series one, the early series. Um and basically he's told that he is um, and first of all, he's human, his age is gone. So he's like, Oh wow, this is great. He's he's a human he's and he's also nav- a navigation officer. You can yep. see it on his pips on his on his shirt. And he's married. He's married. He's got four boys. Yeah. Because he he was like, tell me they're all boys. And like, yep. <laughs> and so he's happy. Yeah. Um. He has that kind of Chinese mentality where boys are better than girls, which is crazy. Um. But yeah. So he's basically getting everything he ever dreamed of. Everything he's yeah. ever dreamed of. So he thinks finally. This this is yeah, the this, this is, is the reality it. to this stay. Is this it. is worth leaving his original career in Red Dwarf because he's got everything he wanted. And I just I just I'm loving everything so far. This is brilliant. Um, but he gets summoned to the captain's office because um, he's obviously a new person on the ship. Um, and we find out that the captain isn't Captain Hollister. It's Lister. Yes. Um, and I think as soon as he saw Lister's moustache, that was the warning sign. 
See, I thought this was very, very clever because it's such it's such a like Sophie's choice. He's, yeah. he's finally got everything he ever wanted, but yeah. the one person he hates is it's got all the power, power yeah. and is his boss. And I and I, I thought this was really interesting because you know, it is such a dilemma, and the fact that he couldn't live with that, I thought was was really great. I mean, but I was disappointed that we he yeah. didn't stay long enough so we could see who Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Rimmer was. Yeah, so, so I so, thought that would have been a good joke. You could have done so many things with it's that. It's true, you're right. Yeah. So we've got we, we we're given a lot of information here. We're given the fact, we're given the knowledge that Lister is married to someone called Chrissy, who wasn't Kristen Kachansky, no. is a stripper yep. from Multiverse, which is a strip joint on Jupiter or something. Yeah. Um and we, we get the fact that outside the window there's Earth. So he's back yeah, at Earth. Yeah, yeah. He's got a family, yeah. he loves him, he's got a wife, everything's yeah. going, he's he's an officer. But the one thing he doesn't yeah. want is is Lister to and be he just hi- couldn't even live with that. Yeah. yeah. But then he was, he, he was almost there. He was like, oh, okay, but at least Lister is running a, a pile of junk ship, and a mining ship. But then Lister tells him, well, actually, he's loaded because yeah. he took shares in the Jupiter Mining yeah, Corporation. Instead of a payroll. Yeah. And, and they found yeah. a Helium 7 deposit, which has made him a multi, multi billionaire. But it, for me, it was just, it, it just seems so ludicrous that he couldn't live with that. He'd rather go back to what he had. He'd still be with Lister, but he'd have slight power over him. And the fact that that was more important to him was just crazy. Yeah, but, but this is this is the whole. This is again. We're coming back to the central narrative of Red Dwarf. It, it used to be, or the kind of like fallacy is that it's about their trip to uh, back to Earth. Yeah. But the real thing is the journey. Yeah. That Lister and Rimmer has together. Yeah. And the their relationship and their sort of frenemies yeah yeah and like and in this episode i mean almost you forget about that sometimes and i think this episode is a real heart back back to that and a real reminder exactly and this is put it really put into perspective of just how much of a how much of a like i don't know how much they actually hate each other the fact that he would give up a perfect life just so he's just so lister isn't above him and i mean he could just go to earth and quit red dwarf and just yeah, be an officer yeah, somewhere else exactly. but no he's like nope i don't i don't want this to, to lives in a world fun. where lister is successful yeah and that's but, kind of sad that you would jeopardize and compromise your life so much yeah because of that you can, we you see can that. just live your life and let bygones be bygones and yeah i mean and this harks back to do you remember in time slides where lister's a multi-millionaire because he invented uh tension sheets and he yes. was like he's, he's, he doesn't want to have any of that so he goes yeah. back to try and stop it and ruins it for everyone um so uh so, so basically um he chooses to go back to his original to the beginning, uh, to yeah. the beginning and Crichton's like, oh, I thought you wanted to, to go and find a, a better thing. And he's like, oh, deal me in. And smashes smashes yeah. the uh, skipper. And the reason why he, I think he smashes the skipper is, is so they don't have to explain in later episodes why they don't use that quantum <laughs> skipper again because it's a get out of any situation. And I think it's a good end as well because it's it's. I think he's made his peace with yeah. it and realised that maybe this is the best he's going to get. Yeah. And I think Chris Barry... Is acting. I think in the last two seasons have have been absolutely exemplary. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. And if you if you notice in this last scene when he's deciding which, what to do, whether to stay on this world where where Lister was successful, his face. Just watch his face. His yeah. acting and his eyes. You, you can tell. You can see his whole life in his eyes when he, when he's choosing. Absolute brilliance from Chris Barry. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, so we we, we basically see uh, Rim go back and 
um, he's accepted his fate. Um, and maybe this is almost like a happy ending because he has accepted yeah. his fate and he's placed in the universe as a loser. And I think that's a, a really loser. good end yeah. to, if we get more Red Dwarf, great. Yeah. If not, that was a really good end for me. It was a really, really good yeah. ending, yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. If there's never another episode of Red Dwarf... The fact that he's come to terms with it, yeah. I think, is maybe that's is, the story that's, completed. That is the st- maybe that's the story yeah. we didn't think we were going on, but that's the one we got. Yeah, and I mean, I, I of course want to see it in the other episodes if, of Red Dwarf if they're up to this standard. Yeah, I mean, they have to be now because I mean, to set the bar high. Yeah, between I mean, series seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, you can t- you, you could you could skip those if you want to, yeah. but like eleven Even and twelve, eleven, I didn't love. I did I find mean, it I memorable. Thought, I thought Eleven was a return to form and it return to the fine, basics of Red Dwarf. But as I said previously, apart from the episode we went to see film, I can't remember a single other episode. <laughs> oh God. But you can't remember, you probably can't remember the last episode. <laughs> I can. There you are. Um, but yeah, no, I did th- find it memorable. Yeah. I just think this is, if this was to be the last episode, it's just an amazing, beautiful yeah. way to do it. And. Um, it just it's just really tight this episode is just really yeah, really tight i loved it um so i guess that brings us to the end yeah. of the series so it's up to us now to rank from one okay. to six where we thought this episode okay. do you want me to remind you of the titles no i've got them in front of me okay i preempted this excellent okay so you go ahead and you tell me your order okay. so we're gonna start with your your worst go from my six worst to one. is gonna be time wave 100 percent. okay yeah Okay, um, so in fifth place is probably Siliconia. Okay, yeah. Uh, Fourth place would be M Corp. Interesting, okay, yeah. Then I'm going straight into joint second, Cured and Mechocracy. Okay. Um, I can't differentiate between the two, (laughs) so I'm putting them both in joint second. Okay, yeah. And then number one would be Skipper. Okay, very similar to me. I want to go for my worst episode of the series by far. My probably my worst episode of Red Dwarf ever. ever yes, is Time Wave. Yeah, absolute dog shit. Um, sorry for swearing, but I think it's worth it for this particular episode. Um, and next to that, I want to put Cured. Oh wow! I I mean I don't I didn't like it as much as you. I don't like the fact that they're using historical characters to kind of push forward the narrative i think it's a little bit lazy i mean some bits were funny i like the guy that played hitler i didn't think they needed to have hitler in this i think it's a little bit lazy they've done it before um then probably my fourth favorite was siliconia mm-hmm. an interesting episode quite similar to mechocracy a little bit um that's why i put mechocracy third um i really really liked it um but I just like the last two episodes of Red Dwarf. They are kind of parrying for first and second for me. And it's mostly because um, they use the, the nostalgia of, of being a Red Dwarf fan and the things that we loved about the initial series. It doesn't feel forced. Um, both of these episodes, Emcor and Skipper, feel like classic Red Dwarf. Um, so I'm going to go put Emcor second. Okay, that's interesting because when we discussed Emcor, you yeah. put it below mechocracy did i yes ah, well maybe as i was discussing it you thought about yeah. it a bit more and yeah okay. and because i think mechocracy again it's a little bit like um siliconia um and then when I, obviously the 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 last episode yeah um and very very 
kindly is is my favorite and i think it's great to end the series on a massive high Hi, yeah and i think they have and this is my favorite red dwarf episode for a very very long time it's my favorite yeah. episode probably since the series six episodes um this uh, and this episode could be placed within those first six series no problem you wouldn't find any difference in writing it's when the writing was the strongest and i think this is doug naylor's absolutely outdone himself here i think it's absolutely well done doug yeah um and i'm i I probably i haven't checked but i'm sure other people think this way too just really good way to kind of have rimmer come to terms with his his lot in life and again if this is the last episode of red dwarf ever which we haven't heard about a series 13 just yet but i'm sure there's going to be um then this is a good way for it to it's go a good, out it goes out on a high yeah yeah okay great so i think we're i think we're done yeah i think we're done yeah so i guess people are wondering what we're going to do next so yeah, well, if we do a christmas special we'll do a christmas special otherwise we'll see you in 2018 i guess 2018 yeah. so we're going to do series seven of red dwarf oh, oh my god we'll try we'll try and we're not, gonna be drunk yeah we'll try not to make it too much of a gap um <laughs> next time <laughs> should we start recording in january yeah let's do it okay so we'll get new episodes in January, February, the latest. Um, <laughs> we're working on a live show as well. So if you guys ever wanted to see us live, talking about Red Dwarf. Yeah, would um, you come see us? Yeah, they're going to come see us, especially as we're going to get some guests. Yeah. Some people who've been in Red Dwarf. Oh, you can um, meet me, give me a hug. Do not, don't <laughs> promise them that, Daniela. I give free hugs. Daniela, don't, do not promise that because people are going to turn up. <laughs> um, it's likely um, when we do the live show, it's going to be at an event that a lot of you might be going to anyway. Um, so we'll talk about that closer to the time. Um, but there's going to be Exciting. stars and us there. So it's going to be good. And we'll stars t- and us. Yeah, we're not stars. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening to our Series 12 kind of yeah, review roundup and our little tangents and you can, <laughs> my you breakdown gonna, yeah are, are you gonna miss our little kind of bits of admin at the start if so follow us on twitter follow us on twitter you can yeah. find out all about our lives but i don't say too much about my private life nor do you on your twitter you, no not really no. It's just pictures keep of all, drunk keep, keep all the good stuff for instagram yeah <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> no, really? no. um you should never reveal too much about your stuff on the no. internet I, uh, I like a mysterious uh yeah, you have to be aloof that's, yeah that's why people that's how people like you okay um whispering because that's secret now. secrets um so again thanks very much for listening guys and yeah really appreciate this we've done so even though this is uh series 12 red dwarf we have done so we went and it's still nice to get messages from people on twitter saying oh i've just found your podcast i just started listening and you know it really makes my day do you know what this we've done eight seasons of smokeheads (laughs) so we're we're coming on to our ninth season this is crazy oh my god i know when did we start did we start in 2015 yeah, we did, because we've done two Christmas specials so, so far. So 14. 16, 17. Oh, yeah. Did we? I think so. This is my first ever podcast, and now I've got po- podcasts. Coming network. out of your ears. Yeah. It's going, it's, everything's going well. Aww. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, so <laughs> we miss you. Just leaves <laughs> me to say, do you want to say it with me? See, See you, you later, later Spickheads.